The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello, friends. I'm your host, Chris Thrill. I'm a former Royal Marines commando. I've adventured for better and sometimes worse across 80 countries on all seven continents. Welcome to the Bought the T-Shirt podcast. Ryan, how are you, brother? Good, buddy. How are you? <laughs> yes, every day is another day in paradise. <laughs> or so I seem to keep saying a, a, several times a day at the minute. I'm speaking to so many people. Yeah, yeah, no, I can. How have you been doing? Not much, mate, really. Not much. Working, working, working. So, killing uh, during this yeah, I'm really conscious of our time and I want to get to the nitty gritty because you and I had a little chat a few minutes ago. Um, we're brother Royal Marines, yeah. obviously former Royal Marines because we're, we're, we're old now. <laughs> I don't mean old that. As feel, old as we feel. Yeah. I say that jokingly. I, I, I really do. I, I honestly still feel 14 and I, I think I always have done. Um, oh, yeah. But... So you're down there in Australia and you've got a mental Instagram page on which you're just completely honest about your yourself, your past, your your experiences, good and bad, and it, it really seems to be hitting the mark. Yeah, yeah. Um been very lucky with it really. I guess um uh there's a big facade that you can get when you put up uh, put up stuff on Instagram and I decided when I moved to Australia I was gonna be real with everyone and just say what was going on in my life and what's happened throughout that process. So maybe it can help another person or another guy that's maybe in the same situations as I was. Um, and to see that they can move through it and learn from it and grow from it. And it can be one of the best things that's ever happened to them, you know? Mm. Ryan, do you think, but by, by being honest and, and what you're essentially doing is you're supporting other people to see the truth in life, aren't you? And, and to find their own way. Yeah. Do, do you get that nice sort of feeling of satisfaction doing that? Like yeah, a, like like a genu a genuineness with like like you're not being a fraud. You're actually like this is me. I know that I've I've touched so many people today genuinely, and that that they can learn from it. Yeah, definitely, one hundred percent. I think, like I said to you before as well, vulnerability is a superpower, and I think the more that I've been able to sit in that little. Uh, vulnerability hammock um, the more uh, I've got comfortable in it you know I made that analogy up there and then I was quite happy with that um, but, you know, <laughs> um, so like yeah I just feel that the more I sit there and the more I'm, I, I get used to being vulnerable with people the more that people open up and they can everyone's going through stuff everyone's going through something I don't know anyone that isn't going through something or some, or whatever it is it's just relative to the individual and yeah, I just find that, yeah, it's, it's been really helpful for me. So give us a very, uh, it's got to be brief, because as I say, for friends watching, we've, surprise, surprise, we've had technology problems. 
So Ryan's very kindly been patient. Now we've got to keep this short. Quick synopsis of your of your lives, um, if you can. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Brought up in London. Brought up in a really rough area in London. Um, it was pretty much like a war zone then. Uh, and then moved down south after a few incidences in London. Um, into down to Torquay. Moved to a little like a seaside town after going from a big rough estate in London. And then after that, I uh, was in Torquay for a while. Then I was in the Marines um, for a short period of time as Limpsden Commander, at Limpsvitz, as they like to say. Um, got into a lot of steroids, drug abuse, sex addiction, everything that you can imagine. I was sort of addicted to trying to get away from myself and my own pain and my own problems. Um, and then... Uh, I, when I got really deep into the um, the drugs, um, I came out, I started to withdraw from them, um, mainly because I ran out of drugs. And then um, before you know it, I uh, came through this other side in this whole process and mm. started learning about myself and sitting with myself and understanding myself as an individual. And then after that, moved to Australia and then uh, the whole process sort of started to unfold a little bit there. And That's a very, very short synopsis of everything, you know. For our sort of commando type listeners, what? Why did you? You said you spent a short time at Limston. What happened there? Um, for me, it just I felt that, in honesty, um, I felt the bravado and the way that things are run there wasn't really my thing anymore. I had enough. Um, I found that the the reason I was going in there was more for thinking it was going to make me feel, make me better as a human being. It was going to fix me. It was going to make me this person that I thought I should be or uh, was told that I would be if I was went into the forces. And then I found that it wasn't, and it, and it wasn't for me. And I found that the bravado and the alpha maleness that is all around it or on the, on the surface around it wasn't really for me, you know? And then I realized yeah. once I got to know people, and all the other lads in there that they were just like me. They were just like, you know, not, not everyone obviously. Um, but they were just like me in the sense that they were just trying to find their way as well. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And you sold, yeah. sold on the advert 99% need not apply, you know, and all the, all the camouflage and the dagger and everything. And it looks Gucci and it looks great. And then you realize you get in there and it's like, you know, it's not, not necessarily what you think it's going to be. No, that's a that's a massive another conversation again. Hopefully, one day we'll see a hundred percent need not apply, and we we won't be sending our young men off to war, you know. But um, yeah. So, what, did the bodybuilding come after the Marines? Yeah, bodybuilding came after the Marines. The yeah, that sort of. I was always doing sort of some sort of fitness or training all the way through since I was a young lad, you know. Um, but I noticed that um, the bodybuilding sort of came from all of my sort of trauma throughout my younger years in London, trying to then be the biggest, hardest, strongest thing that I ever was. Really build this big shell of a human being that was scary, that would make people push me away, push people away from me. When really, I just needed to have that connectedness a bit more. Um, so the bodybuilding sort of started then, and that was very big abuse, you know. Mm. So I really my body there, and that was when the drugs also started as well, you know. Yes, yeah, so same same for me, mate. When I started doing weights, which I did before I joined the course, I was about, I don't know, that 17, 18, when you start thinking, I can buy some dumbbells. I think I bought some from a car boot sale or something, right? And I'm doing this at home. And 
the press-ups, I had a pull-up bar. None of that was about fitness or about building a strong body. It was, I think it was just about how I looked. I will say I was really um, into the bodybuilding magazines, like the Arnold Schwarzenegger stuff and the, you, you mentioned a name earlier. What was the chap's name? He's Dorian Yates. Dorian Yates, all these huge guys, right? And I literally, there was a complete disconnect because obviously I was too young between what these guys doing to the body is seriously going to kill them young. And, you know, um, and, the, and the vision in my head, which is, wow, a big, like Arnie, he's a big, successful character, right? I think if we all knew the truth behind what's the the medical problems some of these have got, like kidney transplants, um, all this kind of stuff they've had to have because of all the, the you know, steroid is a poison, poison your body long enough, you fuck your kidneys and your liver. And I, I, I happen to know, I'm not going to mention any names, but from insiders that some of our most famous names used to have kidney dialysis three times a week. And then they'd, uh, you know, appear uh, on your television's, set so it's not pretty there was a goes hand in hand in some in some cases i knew it went hand in hand with drug abuse because i used to read the articles back in 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 in, you know i'm talking like um social drug drug abuse if if i'm making sense because obviously it's it's depressing isn't it um for for me it was definitely a suppressive like bodybuilding was another form of suppressing emotion so um, it was, you know, steroids are a dopamine receptive um, drug. They're a doer. They make you do. They're they're very sort of yang style energy where it's just like get get through, do things, do things, um, and it sort of avoids the stuff in the background. So um, for me, that was a suppressant, and then that sometimes after a while doesn't become enough, and then the drugs on top of that then become another suppressant, and then then you know you've got violence and then you've got anger and jealousy and all these things become big distractions to take you away from stuff and yeah the the, pet, the, the stuff i put through my body you know huge doses of, of of drugs and growth hormones and insulin and all sorts of different things you know mm. i was a 24 stone guy walking around um you know and just yeah just unhealthy as hell did you say 24 stone yeah it was 24 stone yeah Blimey, even at my biggest bodybuilding, I was still only about 14 stone. Yeah, yeah, so... And I was... You you would, you would have described me as huge as well. Yeah, yeah. God. I was 20 biggest, so I had 22-inch arms. I had, you know, I was a big guy, I was a big lad. Mm. So what what do we get then, Ryan? What do we get out out of spirituality, out of diet... And out of exercise, but a more productive form. Can you can you sum that up for us? What do we get out of it? Yeah, why 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 do it? You know, why not just you know sit on a couch and watch telly? Well, you can do that. It's your path, isn't it? You choose to do what you do, but then one day on a Wednesday at five o'clock in the afternoon, something's going to hit you. Something's going to happen to everyone. It happens to everyone. Some bad news from a, a neighbour or your family member or yourself or something's going to come up where you're going to have to face all of the sort of demons that you've sort of avoided um and i think that you know the only way most people go through this is through pain i don't they don't do it any other way 
I don't, I've not known anyone. No one goes into spirituality and looking after themselves because they've just thought, oh, it's a good thing to do. They do it because they've been put through some sort of pain. And with that pain becomes the growth. And you've got to find your own way through it and tangle through those weeds and go with the ebb and flow of everything. You know, it's, it's not easy. Um, and what, what do you get through the other side? I guess what's my ultimate goal is not happiness. I think that's a, a marketed form to sell us things. I don't think happiness exists. I think contentment and gratitude and being in your own mental space and be enjoying it and understanding that not everything's going to be all blissful and happy all the time. And you can, you can have bad moments no matter how, how, how good your life is, you know? Yeah, it's about not chucking a baby out with a bathwater, isn't it? You're gonna have, you're gonna have challenge. I don't call them bad days. You're gonna have challenging days. It's it's life. Our ancestors in the you know when they lived in the caves would have. Yeah, I'm sure they had challenging days, but it's how you interpret them, and how you approach them, and how you 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 keep your mood on an even keel. And I'm guessing it's about acceptance, isn't it? Just accept that not every day is going to be brilliant. And what, what, why should it be? Yeah, I think that's the key that you said there, acceptance, you know. Definitely. Yeah, when I was chatting to Rob the other night, I was trying to explain, you know, it doesn't matter if I wake up and I'm in a bit of a bad mood, but like I still know in my core, I'm really lucky, everything's all right. Sun's mm -hmm. going to shine, even if it's behind a cloud. Get on. Mm -hmm keep smashing it you know it's just that's it just becomes a part of you in in the end but it must be horrible to get out of bed in that bad mood and then that mood dictates your whole day because you don't know how to you know you, you don't understand it and you don't know how to deal with it i think something you said there chris is, is literally what i've uh, been promoting for a while now is how i start my morning and my morning routine so as you, if you start with a routine and starting your day with a negative thought, your rest of your day will come with a negative thought. They just keep flowing. And you just said then you wake up and you're grateful for the sun shining and these other things and everything's okay. And it's that form of gratitude. And for me, waking up in the morning when our brain's very neuroplastic and um, very like just woken up and very receptive to information, instead of going on your phone and looking at all the crap on news on the news, and all the fear and all the stress and all the comparison on social media, maybe don't do that and maybe just think of all the things you're grateful for in the day. The affirmations are set set to myself. You know, I've got a warm bed I'm sleeping in. I'm not on the streets. I'm, 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 on, I'm in a warm bed. I've got a beautiful girl next to me. I live in a beautiful part of the world. The sun is shining. You know, I live in Australia. It mostly is. I've got all these things that are, are, really, are really good for me. So no matter what and no matter how bad that situation is, First thing when I wake up in the morning, I say all these things I say thank that I'm grateful for, and starting that day that way, and I also to go to bed that way as well. You know, I go to bed saying thanks to my body for doing the things that it does for me without me asking it to. You now I make sure I'm grateful to it. It's done a lot for me, and I've battered it a lot, and I'm trying to make up for it. You know. Yeah, it seems like you're doing a cracking job. So I think we're talking gratitude. Thank you, Mother Nature, for this chance on this earth you know whatever we are wherever we come from who it, that's irrelevant don't don't get too caught up in thinking of the mm. whys the what ifs um gratitude no one said life's supposed to be easy why should it just get on and deal with it um and uh yeah so what do you have follow any particular diet 
So my background is in nutrition. I'm a dietitian, so that's my background now. Um, mm. I went to university after the Marines and I studied dietetics, and now I'm just doing finishing a degree in gut microbiology. So my thing is about diet. My thing is about nutrition. My thing is about helping others now, and that's my purpose. That's mm. what I really do: is push other people and help other people realize their full potential. So nutrition is nutrition is key. Nutrition is the fuel that we put into our car, you know, and if we're going to put crap in it, it's only going to give you crap out of it. It's just a terrible oil if you're giving yourself bad food. So I eat, I fast pretty much every day or every other day. Yeah, I don't necessarily put myself in a certain bracket of a particular diet. I eat good whole food. I fast daily. I don't think being bombarded all the time with constant food all the time. It's good for our digestive tract and our mental state and our bodies in general. We never used to in the wild when we were living in the wild. We'd hunt food and then not eat for a you know a few days. We'd eat berries or something and then we'd catch another meal or we wouldn't catch anything and we'd just fast for a week. So I'd fast. I eat good food. I eat good organic food. But if I want to eat something and treat myself to it, I'll do that. So I'll have like a tub of coconut ice cream. Uh, I don't eat a lot of sugar. I don't eat a lot of. I don't eat crap anymore. I look after myself as best as I can. So, you know, mate, it sounds like you're doing a brilliant job. Listen, let's um, let's resume this chat at another point because I we we've literally just done a quick sort of appraisal of, of where we're at, and uh, hopefully it will. Well, not hopefully. I mean, it will resonate with many people. Um, if depending on where you are at your stage of the journey, isn't it? Is when we become receptive to mm, definitely. In, information is there if you open your eyes at at the right times in in, in your stages of life. Is, is that about right? Yeah. Well, you tell me. Fifteen years ago or twenty years ago, and you was talking like this. What would you say to yourself? You know? <laughs> I'd say, who, who are you? <laughs> myself 20 and 15 years ago i'd be like who's this weird hippie do you know what i mean i'd be like who's this weird hippie go and have a wash mm. so like whereas now that's the people i surround myself around i'm trying to build that that tribe now you know like of people that are like-minded like myself and want to try and do better for the world and put good information out there and do good stuff yeah Ryan, you've been absolutely excellent. As I said, we're going to pick, pick this chat up again at another time. Uh, give my regards to Australia, or as it's say, g'day. G'day. <laughs> and uh, I'll, I'll catch you soon, brother, okay? Cheers, buddy. Thank you. Thank mate. you very much. Cheers, cheers. Friends, thank you for listening to the Bought the T-Shirt podcast. Please like, subscribe, and share. And don't forget to follow me on social media. Username Chris Thrall. Instagram Chris Thrall. Thank you.